As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Like me, Lee Murray wanted to be world champion in the USC. He just happens to be involved in the largest cash robbery in the world. He's definitely not sane. <laughs> Showtime Sports presents the unbelievable true story about the MMA fighter who pulled off one of the largest heists in history. Huge amounts of money, armed gang, disguises, kidnapping. This is sort of thing you see in Hollywood films. We've never seen that for real. Catching Lightning, streaming Friday, April 7th, only on Showtime. Streaming with Paramount+. Plus. Hello, you dedicated Broncos fans, and welcome to the Week 16 Orange Weekly Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Rep the Squad, and Rep the Squad is a jersey subscription club that lets you rep any jersey you may want. It's just like Netflix for jerseys. With hundreds of jerseys, Rep the Squad lets you switch between your favorite stars and styles whenever you like. Adult memberships are $19.95 per month, and youth memberships are $16.95 per month. New jerseys arrive fresh and clean and within two to three business days at your home. And rep your Denver Broncos all season long with free shipping both ways, and you can cancel any time. But make sure you use the promo code ORANGE50, that's ORANGE50, to get 50% off your first month at repthesquad.com. And as usual, if you like our podcast and what we talk about here each week, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes or Google Play or whatever you may use to listen to your podcast. And here at Orange Weekly, we're about football and football only. We don't discuss politics. We're just football fans. So you won't hear us talk about how P. Diddy and Colin Kaepernick can buy the Carolina Panthers. We're only going to talk about this week's Denver Broncos matchup. So inside the minds of the players, the coaches, and an in-depth look at what you should be expecting this upcoming week. So without further ado, let's bring it in with the Mad Fanatic. Orange man. I'm rocking orange man. Always gotta rock orange, that's the side I'm rocking orange man. Word up. I'll be rocking with the Broncos. I'm rocking orange man. Always gotta rock orange, that's the side I'm rocking orange man. You see, I'll be rocking. Hello, everybody. A bit of a change up this week due to the hectic holiday schedule that uh, we're all living through. It's just going to be me this week. No guests, no Jared, no Dan. Uh, So the podcast might be a bit shorter than usual, and uh, hopefully you do still enjoy it. So let's uh, first let's talk about this previous game we had against the Colts. Yes, the first road win of the year. Unfortunately, it's come a little bit too late in the season, but nevertheless, a win is a wonderful win. As we talked about last week with Dan, uh, this game was really in the favor of the Broncos. They dominated, you know, statistically across the board. Other than that one interception thrown by Trevor Simeon. It was really a Denver Broncos win. Um, As I predicted, I said it was going to be tight at the halftime, and then the Broncos would just take off and and win this game, which is what happened at half. It was 10-7 for the Colts, and then the Broncos just put up 18 points, and the Colts just really couldn't follow through. So really happy to see this win. Really happy to see Brock Osweiler come out and have a, a career game, I think. It's one of the best games he's ever played. And, uh, you know, Trevor Simeon, unfortunately, I, I believe it's a dislocated shoulder or a shoulder tear, but he's out for the remaining two games of the season. Though. So this is really Brock Osweiler's team going forward, which, 
you know, really kind of depends on how you feel about the situation. You know, I think this is uh, good news for the Broncos. I think that uh, a new face for this, the, the remaining of the season is good. I do think that Trevor Simeon, I don't know, he never could find his groove throughout the year. He couldn't find any consistency, and, and maybe it's best for the team if they move on to another quarterback. And, and Brock Osweiler might not be the long-term answer for the Broncos, but nevertheless, I think that he's going to be you know, a pretty good quarterback here for this remaining two games. He's got a lot to prove, and he's got a lot to show to the team and to really to the rest of the NFL. We don't know where he's going to be playing next year. This is an audition for him. This is him showing what he's able to contribute to a football team. But, you know, that last week's game is over. Broncos got that win on Thursday night on the road, which is very difficult to do. So uh, this is two wins in a row for them. So let's hope that they can continue on this trend and bring that victory attitude and that tough football mindset to the Washington Redskins. They're on the road again. This is going to be their final uh, road game for the year before they uh, welcome the Kansas City Chief for the final uh, final game of the year here hopefully they can play spoiler on that one but before we get to the Chiefs we're gonna have to talk about the Redskins and we have to get through this team uh, the Redskins they're man they've been a team that's been having a lot of issues and a lot of problems in a, in a cultural standpoint um, their ownership has always been very uh, very fickle with their decision they haven't been able to lock down Kirk Cousins to a long-term deal I don't know why this guy is a great passer like excellent quarterback and if things keep going the way they are the Redskins he might be wearing a Denver Broncos jersey next year this you know which is pretty exciting because I think he's one of the better quarterbacks in the league when given the right support and the right uh, you know players around him and the right coaching I think he can be a, an elite quarterback and I just don't see him you know I don't see the support that he's been you know really meriting you know with with the Redskins here so a bit of a weird situation Nevertheless, he's still a great quarterback to watch out for. And the head coach for the Redskins is Jay Gruden, uh, the brother of John Gruden. And <clears throat> Jay's been with the Redskins for four years now. Uh, he is the play caller on offense as the head coach, and he's got a great offensive mind. He is a really, really good offensive coach. He has a pass-first system, and I think that's just a product of the fact that they've never really been able to get a good running game going in the past years. Ever since they lost Alfred Morris to free agency, it's been very difficult to find that, you know, that one back that can really generate the run. They've tried with, you know, a, a number of players, uh, you know, such as, uh, what's his name here? I think he's an I, on IR right now, but Rob Kelly, that's who he is. Rob Kelly, he's, you know, he's, he's never really been able to be consistent throughout the year. Uh, he's a lot of fumble issues. Uh, Chris Thompson has been their lead back in terms of rushing and receiving, you know, for the entire team this year, but unfortunately he's been placed on IR in the last couple of weeks. So right now they're playing a rookie, Sam J. Perrine, which <clears throat> we'll get to in a second, but you know, really never been able to, to hold that, that running game consistently. So they've been forced to, to be a pass-first team, but I think he's been doing a really good job of that. He's a coach with a lot of experience. He's, he's got a great demeanor. And again, unfortunately, kind of like Kirk Cousins, he, he hasn't been a very great situation in terms of the culture of the team. The GM got fired this year, and it's just been causing a lot of issues, I think, within this locker room. And, and it's been preventing Jay Gruden from really building a, a steady culture and a culture of, of a winning attitude as opposed to, you know, a lot of problems within the front office, which is always, 
difficult on a team to say the least um <clears throat> the rest of the coaching staff however uh jay gruden has his offensive coordinator in matt cavanaugh now matt cavanaugh used to be the quarterbacks coach for the skins uh he's been playing uh sorry playing well he's been coaching quite well for kirk cousins right now he's the offensive coordinator but he's more of in a support role uh, he's supporting jay gruden in his play calling as opposed to calling the plays himself uh, he has 34 years of coaching experience within the nfl and he's also set franchise records while coaching Kirk Cousins as his quarterback coach. So he's a very knowledgeable coach. He, he works really well with Kirk Cousins. It's very evident. And he's a great support staff for Jay Gruden. So these guys work really well together. And, you know, like I just mentioned, they, they've generated a past first team. And on the defensive side, Greg Minuski, I think, in my opinion, I think he's a great defensive coordinator. I think he's got a lot of talent on his defense. But again, I think there's a, a cultural problem within the Redskins, which has led them to been, you know, really unable to create a sense of, of winning and a, and a great culture within this organization. So. With that being said, uh, Greg Minuski, has got 15 years coaching experience. He's got 12 years as a player as well. And I think a lot of those years came with the Redskins. He used to be the outside linebacker coach for the Redskins. You know, he had guys like uh, Brian Arakpo and Ryan Kerrigan, really strong names. And now he's the DC. So he's been able to put together a few good games this year against some strong teams. And unfortunately, he's put together a lot of weak games uh, against teams that they should have beat. So, you know, it's a bit of a hot and cold team. Um, hopefully, you know, that we're going to be facing them on their, their colder days where they won't be able to produce as much. The Redskins are out of the playoff race. They're at a 6-8 and eight record right now, which is only a game ahead of the Broncos at 5-9. and nine. They've been uh, playing in a, probably the tough, one of the toughest divisions in the league with the Cowboys, the Giants, and the Eagles. So I think that a lot of the games this year have just not been going their way. Nevertheless, they're a very competitive team. They've got some strong players, and I think that uh, they're going to be able to make some noise, especially at home, which is going to be a, a challenge for the Broncos. But, uh, hey, we're up for it. As we have been all year, we've been trying to win all year, and these past couple games have shown that we found our, our sort of momentum on the team. Uh, for Joe Woods and for Bill Musgraves, they're, they're up again for a strong uh, challenge. I think Musgraves has found, you know, like we mentioned after the game with the, the Jets, they found a, a good groove here on offense, and, and they're, they're, they're seeing things that work well with this team. There's only two games left within this year, so, I mean, you know, let's throw everything that we have on the field here and let's just really play our game as best we can. These are great games to evaluate players, to evaluate the performances and their ability to really make some noise and essentially who's going to stay on the team for next year. So coming up with this game, I'm really expecting Bill Musgraves to throw everything they have at the Redskins, whether it be the ground game, the passing game, like anything anything at all maybe a couple trick plays here and there they're facing a 34 base defense the Redskins have been running that defense for a while now and they have the, the right personnel for it with Zach Brown in the middle who's an excellent tackling linebacker uh, he's not much of a cover guy but he's really good against the run so expect the the Broncos to you know maybe start with the pass try to spread out this defense a little bit get Zach Brown you know on his heels before they start running down their throats which will be a challenge with with that guy down the middle but they can definitely do it with C.J. Anderson and the, the other good backs they have. Um, the, the Redskins offense, like I said, they're going to be mainly a passing offense. Expect them to really throw and, and expose the nickel back, the dime back. They're going to try and spread it out. They've got some decent receivers on this team with Josh J uh, Doxon, who's a second-year player. They've also got guys like J uh, Jameson Crowder. Um, you know, these guys aren't necessarily the big-name receivers you see, but they're very fast. they got some steady hands. And with Kirk Cousins back there dis distributing the ball, 
they can be very dangerous. Now, a lot of the uh, the, the Redskins' talent on offense has been you know, put on IR this year, and that includes Chris Thompson, Rob Kelly. It also includes Sean Laval on the offensive line, Spencer Long on the un- offensive line, Jordan Reed, who is a player that can go off and be one of the best tight ends in the league, or he's on IR. It's pretty much been the you know, the, the history of his career. So I think the Redskins are without a lot of their talents on offense, which bodes really well for the Broncos. I really expect the Broncos defensive line to have a good day here. They're playing against some second string guys, uh, but nevertheless, they're playing with, you know, they're playing against a really strong offensive line too with Morgan Moses, Trent Williams, and Brandon Scherf. These three guys are very strong players. They're younger as well. They're energetic and they're, they're very aggressive. Trent Williams is a bit of a bully on the field. Uh, you know, so I think Von Miller is going to be lined up against him for most of the day and expect to see a really good matchup there. Otherwise, on the Redskins defense, players that you know uh, Brock Osweiler is going to have to look out for, and Bill Musgraves, are probably guys like I mentioned, Zach Brown, great tackling linebacker, uh, Preston Smith, good linebacker as well, outside linebacker, not much of a pass rusher, but he's really good at setting the edge, really good at getting those tackles as well. Ryan Kerrigan, the other outside linebacker, now he's a player that can be very, very dangerous. Um, he's very strong, big bodied great motor and he's you know he's somebody that you have to look out for in every single play so maybe expect a little bit of a double team on him expect bill musgraves to maybe slide the protection towards his side keep a tight end to chip use one of his backs to chip him and, and really keep him in line because he can take over a game in the in terms of the redskins secondary you know not a very very strong secondary they do have uh josh norman who if i'm looking here correctly he might not be playing um, very much. He, he's been a bit hot and cold during the year. Uh, I don't think he's really liking the team he's on right now. Um, he's been in the, a couple of weeks ago. He said that he, he came to Washington to win a championship and kind of exposing his teammates. So I think he's been unhappy. He might not be giving the best performance of his career. So maybe he's a guy we can pick on. Otherwise, Kendall Fuller and Bashad Breeland, not household names by any sense, um, but they are NFL players. You have to keep an eye out. Bashad Breeland did play for the Panthers when they had their, you know, their historic defensive seasons and, and they made it very far in the playoffs in the Super Bowl. So he's a good cover corner, but again, he can be exposed quite well. I think Demarius Thomas is going to have a great day. Emmanuel Sanders is, is you know, somebody that they're going to have to watch out for. So I think that uh, the Broncos do have an advantage in terms of player personnel uh, for this upcoming game um, on both sides of the ball. I think that the Broncos defense is much stronger than the Redskins offense and vice versa. I think the Broncos offense uh, right now, anyways, they're showing to be stronger than the, the Broncos defense, uh, sorry, the Redskins defense. Um, so I think overall the Broncos do have an opportunity to, to win this game. They're on the road. This is a bit of a cross country trip, which is never easy to, you know, to really come out and win off of. So there's going to be a lot of things maybe playing against the Broncos, but I think that right now the winning momentum the Broncos have, they're feeling good in the locker room. They've got a bit of consistency. John Elway said that Vance Joseph is going to be there again for one more year, which is showing to be really good. I think the players are happy about that. You know, I think this past year, the the underwhelming record, the difficulties they've had, the, the quarterback carousel they've been through. I mean, oh, it's, it's so hard to win when you have all these things playing against you. And I think Vance Joseph has really done his best to maintain a strong culture within the Broncos and to kind of do everything he can to win. I do think that he, he deserves a second chance. This year might have been a write-off, and next year they could be back to their winning ways, depending on, on who they get on the offense for the quarterback, on, on really a lot of different factors that might play in against them. They're going to have a high enough draft pick 
big this year, which is going to be really good. A good opportunity to get another strong player on either side of the ball. So we're going to see what happens with, with this situation. But I think the players are feeling really good right now. They got their head coach for another year. There's a lot of things kind of coming in terms of stability within the organization. Um, they've won a few games here, so they have reason to feel good about you know the end of the year, even though they won't be going to the playoffs, which is disappointing for fans and, and team and, and culture and everything. Nevertheless, I think that, uh, you know, they're, they're coming off a good momentum here. So all that to say that they have a great chance against the Redskins. I think the Redskins really need to watch out for the Broncos coming this week. I hope Brock Osweiler can take his talents from last game and bring it into uh, this Sunday matchup. They do come off a Thursday night game, so that means they have three extra days to prepare. That's three extra days to watch film. That's three extra days to really get ready for this game and, and prove to be, you know, the, the better team. Washington didn't have that luxury, so hopefully the Broncos did their, their absolute best to take advantage of the extra time and to come out here and, and perform their best. Now for this upcoming game, I do believe that the Broncos are going to win. I think it's going to be a tight one nevertheless. Uh, Kirk Cousins is a great quarterback. Now he's playing as an audition, you know, like I, I mentioned about Brock Osweiler. He's going to be a guy that, you know, he, he's got something to prove to the entire league. There's a lot of teams going to be looking for a quarterback in this offseason, including the Broncos. This could be a game where he really puts out his best efforts to show to a lot of organizations what kind of quarterback he can be. For this league and, and what kind of player he's gonna he's gonna become in the in the future if the Redskins don't sign him, which I personally don't think they will. I think they're gonna let him walk. He's gonna be very expensive if they want to sign him. So who knows what's gonna happen? But Kirk Cousins is gonna be really tight this game, playing from a home crowd. He's gonna be very energized. He's the really the only remaining offensive talent on this on this team that really needs to to, to produce and be the leader. So he's gonna be playing his best, but I do believe the Broncos have an advantage and they're gonna swallow him up. Broncos defense is still number one in terms of yardage. They're number 20 in terms of points, but that number has been coming up in the past year. Uh, sorry, in the past couple weeks. And, uh, you know, they have a lot of strong defensive metrics here in terms of stats. So I think Broncos are going to win. I think it's going to be a tight game. And I'm calling probably a 24 to 18, 7, 24 to 17 game, we'll say. That's going to be another tight one. Um, I don't think that the Broncos are going to take off in the second half. I think it's going to be tight the whole way through with the Broncos win. Basically, whoever has the ball last is going to win this one. Thank you very much for listening to this Week 16 podcast. We only have one week left to go. It's been an absolute pleasure this year, but it's not over yet. So again, this weekend, Broncos are going to win this game, hopefully continue their winning streak. And let's bring this out for almost one last time with the Mad Fanatic. Orange, man. Oh.